but I think this year we've had a lot of talent come into the program. I think we have depth and talent from our first line all the way down to our fourth and fifth line. Like I can trust most of the guys on our team on the field, if not all. Um, I feel like we have the depth. We just need to come together. We, we're coming together and just building a team now at this point. And it's really good because we've seen how our talent has grown and we have a lot of young players with a lot of great talent. And so it's it's nice to see our team growing in a sense that we have longevity as well as we're good right now in a good place. What's up, Emerald listeners, and welcome back to Club Ducks, episode number four on the year. We are here on a Friday afternoon with Carlos Pimentel and Daniel Fries, my lovely co-hosts. And then our guest today is Men's Club Lacrosse. We have Will, a player slash social media manager, and then Sean, who is the president of the team. Fellas, why don't you introduce yourselves? What's up, guys? I'm Sean. I am a player and a president. I play defensive midfield. I'm a senior, and my number is 52. What up? I'm Will. I run all our social media accounts, and then I'm also a player, LSM, and I'm a junior. All right, and uh, we'll just launch it in with uh, just kind of some background. Like, how long have you guys been been playing lacrosse? Yeah, so I started lacrosse in, like, third grade, so I'm about 13 years, I think, now playing. I started uh, club lacrosse when I was a very little kid, just start picking it up, and kind of went on from there, and I've played every position since. Yeah, same as me. I've played since fourth grade. Every, I think everyone starts out as a, as a short stick, but I, I shortly transitioned into a, a deep hole. Before we even go into further questions, what is that? I'm sorry. A deep, no a deep hole? Yeah, explain. Oh, okay, so like, there's different positions. And so, like, Sean, he has a short stick. He plays defense still, but he, uh, he has a short stick. And, I, I mean, I don't really know. the. the yeah, so I got, and... like, a four-and-a-half-foot stick. Well, Will has, like, a six-foot stick, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I play on the defensive half of the field, um, midfield, so I can transition both ways. But I actually, Will, I actually can too. Yeah, Will's also an yeah. so He's also a midfielder that can transition both ways, but he has a longer stick. Yeah. Gotcha. Just wanted to clarify. I was really unsure what you said there. Mm -hmm. um, another question for you guys. How often um, do you guys practice, and what does a traditional practice usually look like for you guys? Yeah, so um, right now we're five days a week, two hours a day. We usually do a walk-through day, day before games for like an hour. And in the fall, we do three days a week, two hours, and some weightlifting besides that. Practice is, um, you know, lacrosse practices have always been kind of around the same as you go along in the years. It's like you start off with some stretching, passing, um, some basic offense, defense work, maybe shooting for the offense, defensive footwork, kind of get warmed up. Um, and then we go on to some competitive drills, maybe a four-on-three, some odd, odd man stuff. And then um, we go into more more ground ball drills maybe and then we go into 6v6 and then man up man down and that's kind of how we space it out in between our two hour practices they stay mostly the same some days we'll throw in some transition if we need to work on transition clears and rides but otherwise it's kind of the same i don't know yeah no, that's, you got it will i got a question for you i'm just kind of curious is it difficult to balance kind of playing on the team and then managing the socials as well because i mean it, I I would think it'd be kind of difficult to just like skip a practice and shoot and then like 
do the opposite the next day. So what kind of is your schedule like? So I um, I actually hire, well, hire in quotations, I should say. Uh, I have friends that I will ask to come to practice. Carlos actually has came and actually shot some of our practices. But I'd say the trickiest part is actually while we're traveling, trying to get out the emails to all the parents and then posting that whole try to stay on schedule. That is probably the most difficult part of playing and running the Instagram and stuff like that. Do you have to like uh, coordinate with like with uh, Sean here about like what you guys post um, to like bring up the brand or like you know showcase what the club is about? That's mainly that's mainly my job is just trying to decide what we are going to post on each day. It is we try to stick to a uh, a schedule and kind of a theme. We kind of look at the general page and we're like, okay, right now it's a little dark. Right now, let's get some day photos in stuff like that. But it's it's mainly it's pretty relaxed in my job. Yeah. Yeah, on, on top of that, I mean, you guys have, like, a big following. You know, Club Lacrosse at UO is, it? you know, you have a lot of Instagram followers, and it's something that a lot of people follow. How do you, you know, how do you take that on? How do you make sure that those followers stay engaged, and how do you stay in, uh, engaged with them? Yeah, I, I do look at our insights a lot, kind of see how we're, uh, how we're engaging with our audience and stuff like that. But it is mainly uh, just consistency in trying to get out in as many ways as possible, not just Instagram. We try to, we have a Twitter as well. We have YouTube. We have everything that we could try to get just the most engagement that we can. But yeah, no, I'm pretty proud of how, how many followers we have. Going off of that, I noticed in your guys' bio, you have a link tree and that's where you link Instagram, your Twitter, all that fun stuff. You all, you guys also have a spot for recruits. So I am interested how you guys handle recruiting. Yeah, Sean, you want to, you want to cover that? Yeah. So because we're a club team, we can't necessarily recruit and bring on players and say like, yeah, you're on our team. We'll get help you with admission and whatnot. But what we can do is take a look at and see how you play before you come to the university. So that when your tryout day comes, you're not the only person that we see. And, or like or you're not just another person out of the big group so what we do is we try to get people's uh, names out to us so we can go out look at their videos um, have them come out to possible prospect days or whatnot but essentially uh, we can say we'd love to have you at our tryouts we know who you are it might help you out a little bit but other than that we still have our tryouts we can't necessarily recruit and bring on players that's kind of the short answer of it. Yeah, the tryout size too. You want to like we yeah. Have... So we this year had um, almost 120 kids try out for our oh, team, Jesus. and we take 40 to 50 guys. We can't roster more than that on our MCLA website. Uh, we can't roster more than that, but we do have a lot of numbers trying out. I mean, it's just because University of Oregon's so big. Lacrosse is growing. Our club page has grown. Our social media has grown. So it's a very big team to try out for, but you've got to realize that there's only 45 spots. So. Yeah, is that kind of, is that exponential growth that you were just talking about, have, is that something you've seen during the course of your four years, or has yeah, it been kind definitely. of sudden? Definitely. So when I came in as a freshman, um, my class was, I think, 27 kids, and we were one of the bigger classes. But ever since then, the classes have only gone up. So when we get tryouts coming, like, we'll get more kids in every class as it goes. So, like, last year, I think, damn, there was maybe 40 40 people that in the freshman class that came up for tryouts just for the rookie days, and that's a pretty good amount of people because that's a full roster, essentially. But we can't take all 40, obviously. Um, mm -hmm. We ended up taking only eight rookies this year, nine rookies this year, so we have a small rookie class, but we have a very big senior class. Okay, and you guys have played, is it three games, yeah, right? Three games, three games, two and one. You got an upcoming game yep. Sunday. Uh, what's different about this team than uh, the teams you've been on in the past? In previous years, 
we've had a very we've always had a very strong culture as Oregon as a men's lacrosse team but I think this year we've had a lot of talent come into the program I think we have depth and talent from our first line all the way down to our fourth and fifth line like I can trust most of the guys on our team on the field if not all um, I feel like we have the depth we just need to come together we, we're coming together and just building a team now at this point and it's really good because We've seen how our talent has grown, and we have a lot of young players with a lot of great talent. And so it's it's nice to see our team growing in a sense that we have longevity as well as we're good right now in a good place. Another question for you, Sean. You guys, um, you are the president, and you guys also have coaches. So what are some of the fine lines between the duties that you do and maybe the duties that the coaches do? Yeah, definitely. So what I think, well, how I think of it as I will handle anything off the field. So anything that has to do with logistics, travel, finances, stipends, paying people, handling literally anything off the field. But when it comes time to on the field, that's all up to the coach. So the coach takes everything on the field from X's to O's, setting up practice plans. And then there's that little gray area. So that hybrid area of um, game scheduling. So our coach is obviously the one that schedules our games. And he, I, I help him out with that, but he schedules our games and does a communication with the opposing teams. And so when he communicates with them, it kind of goes back to me of making sure that it's okay. So um, example, so we have Simon Fraser coming up this Sunday at uh, one. And so Simon Fraser, we have to communicate with like, what jerseys we're wearing. So I say we want to wear white for our team. So then I tell our coach, coach lets Simon Fraser know. Simon Fraser says they're wearing red. Um, so it's kind of just like that middle ground of game game time that's the only middle ground but other than that off the field i handle pretty much everything with our club sports director and our club sports office uh do you do like any of the like talk about like any of the hiring go into any of the coaching um do you have any say in that um is that something that yeah. you look for so when i came in as a freshman i had coach charlie jackson he was the one that kind of brought me into this program and called me uh previously coming to oregon he passed away in february right before covid um, and then we had COVID hit and we had to get a new coach as our interim coach had to leave and move out elsewhere. We had a new coach come in from the Bay Area. Uh, we had him for two years and following last season, uh, we played Boise State. I was brought on as president and then we decided to move forward with a different coach following that year, last year. And then I did a, took me about one, one and a half months and I did an interview process with a good amount of coaches, our vice president. And we went through it, and we ended up hiring our new coach, uh, Coach Dan Merritt from Bend. We felt like he just kind of fit the team as best as we could get. And, yeah, I kind of had pretty much most of the say in that. We did talk about it as a team of what we would like to do with our previous coach from last year, if we wanted to move forward or if we wanted to get someone someone else. So uh, we kind of made that decision as a group, went on from there, and, uh, yeah, got our new coaches. That's like official stuff. You hiring, obviously, people much older than you, people with probably a lot more experience than a lot of you guys. Like, take us through how that was. Was that intense? Was that like nerve wracking? Yes. Was that a lot of more, yes. a lot more than you thought it was going to be? Yes. So it's definitely not fun, um, especially being half the age of these guys. It's mm -hmm. not something you want to do, but it's something that we kind of had to do in a situation of we wanted to be a better team and. We kind of wanted to bring the program back to where we found it when I came in as a freshman. My senior class still holds 18 people, so we lost really nine people in the four years I've been here through COVID and through all these different head coach hirings. So as a senior class, we still stand very strong, and we very much wanted to bring in an, 
a system where we came into, where we wanted to bring back that culture kind of thing. So in the sense of, was it hard? Yes, it was definitely hard. It was hard to find a coach. It was hard to get all these applications out and read through them and all the resumes. But at the end of the day, I think it was for the best of our team. Uh, touching, let's let's talk uh, about the season that's going on right now. So um, you guys are two and one. You just got off of a tournament. Uh, run us through like how that went and uh, uh, you know what you guys are looking forward to in the season. Yeah, so we were down in uh, California, um, and we were playing at the UCLA uh, shootout, Pac-12 shootout. Um, we played Cal Poly first. It was an unfortunate loss in overtime. Yeah, touchy subject. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it was really unfortunate. We uh, then played ASU, and we did beat them, so that was a good way. We left California with a, a good taste in our mouth, but, yeah, so... Yeah, Cal Poly game was definitely tough. I think, honestly, looking back on it, it was for the best of our team because no one wants to feel that way again. Um, we did not play our best game for sure, but it was a good way to bounce back and play very well the next day against ASU. Mm -hmm. I guess leading into your future game against Simon Fraser and the rest of the season then, um, what are your expectations for the rest of the year? Well, I mean, I'd, I'd love to go to the national championship. I think that would be uh, something I'd really want to do. Um, but I think... Simon Fraser's our first conference game, so this is kind of a big one to set the mark for our conference tournament, um, how it works. We are in the PNCLL, and the PNCLL is compromised of six different teams, and pretty much the top seed from your conference goes on to the national championship tournament. Um, so starting with Simon Fraser, if we start beating our conference teams, we'll be ranked high, high in the conference rankings, and if we win that, then we go to the tournament. So... Um, our ultimate goal is to win out our conference. That would be our best. That's our best goal. And then definitely a revenge against Boise State. Um, that's been a biggest thing for us is they ended our season last year, and we want that game back. In fourth overtime, they ended it too. So, Hell of a game, sounds like. Yeah, I've never played in four overtimes in my 13 years. <laughs> All right, why don't we get into uh, to uh, the fundraising a little bit, and then, Will, this is an opportunity for you to plug your your sick designs too. Where, where, how can we help you guys? How can the listeners help you guys? Um, yeah, so we do uh, fundraising in a few different ways. So we're trying to get different pages out um, and we do a lot of uh, restaurant fundraisers. So always look out for that on social media. Um, Will does all of the graphic designs for those. So yeah, most of our fundraising comes from online, getting through. And then we do, we do have um, dues that uh, players have to pay. Um, but we try to reduce them or try to get them as much lease as we can. Um, and then if you guys could go follow at UL Lacrosse, you could also find all the rest of our social media in the link tree, like you mentioned earlier. So with the so going for the national, you know, the national tournament and going for a national championship, what is the you know what's the style of that tournament? And is it um, you know round robin, uh, one and done? What are you looking at when you're going into something like that? Yeah. So our national tournament is in Round Rock, Texas. It's, I want to say it is 16 D1 teams and 16 D2 teams. No, maybe it's 32. Oh, shoot, I don't remember. Whatever. I think it might be 16, but it is one and done if you do lose, but you're guaranteed two games, essentially. So if you are, if you do lose your first game, well, you're not going on, but then you play a Constellation match. If you win, you go on, and I, I'm pretty sure you have to get through uh, three or four rounds of it, and that's your championship game. Um it's 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 a very tough tournament to go through. There's over 120 teams in the MCLA that all try to get to this tournament, but 
it's a tournament that I think we could do very well in this year. I think we have the ability to go very far in it. Just branching off um, you plugging the socials, Will, I've, I follow you guys, and I've been following you guys for a while, and you guys, if, if none of you guys, if none of the audience follows them, please follow them because they have some of the best graphics, the best media, the best posts. What's it like running social media for a group like this that has such a big following that kind of has like a reputation of being a pretty cool social media site, a pretty cool brand? Um, what's it like? It's it's exciting. So I actually did start my whole, I don't know, running the not running the Instagram, but I actually worked for the old communications officer, which is the position I have now. I worked as a graphic designer for the team first before I started running it. So I worked on like behind the scenes with him trying to like really figure out what we want on the page. So that was really nice to be able to like know what I, I need to ask for when I'm running it. So it is um, it is really exciting being able to work with uh, brands too because we are technically sponsored by Nike, Maverick, which is I mean there's a couple of Cascade. We have a couple of uh, um, like lacrosse specific sponsors, but um, yeah, Nike is one of the you know, big name brand ones that we have, which is pretty cool. But yeah, no, I think that's it. I mean, it's it's just, it's exciting. I, I want everyone to be able to see what we're, we're putting out. And then it's, it's just really cool to be able to, to have that big number show up too. Yeah. And with all the videographers that we have and all the social media people that work behind the scenes, like Will did last year, I mean, we have so many people and they make so many great videos. And we had a guy last year that made a lot of our videos and now he's working in Seattle and doing some pretty cool stuff with pros. That's true, yeah. So almost everybody that has worked with our Instagram has ended up working for either a professional like sport, like sports team or they're now getting paid for it by from like the school or just stuff like that. So they, they've always gone on. It's a great starting position for anyone that wants to be in the creative field. So if, if you do want to work for our team, just reach out, DM the Instagram. I'll see it. I'll respond. So, yeah. All right, little uh, little game preview. So you guys got a match coming up Sunday. Uh, is there anything you can take maybe from that loss last week that's going to help you get the get the W here against SFU? I think our biggest thing is just playing aggressive. I think our team has the ability to play aggressive, and playing a Canadian Simon Fraser team, they're going to be aggressive. They're hockey players and box lacrosse players. So it's definitely going to be a physical game. I think our biggest goal is to, you know, get every ground ball we can, get every transition we can, try to push the ball and control the tempo. I think that's our biggest goal. It's going to be it's going to be a very fundamental game. Yeah. It's it's not going to be the big fancy ex- extravagant plays that you're going to see. You're going to see very like man defense. It's going to be you're going to be seeing bodies hit the ground. Yep. All right, fellas, well thank you for joining us. Uh good luck this Sunday. Good luck on the rest of the season. Thank you. And uh yeah, we'd love to have you on again sometime. Awesome. Yeah, thank, thank you guys. guys. Yeah, thank you.